The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests. They do not reflect the views of the men at Sunday League. This podcast is aimed at an adult audience, Sunday League players talking about Sunday League. So from time to time, you may hear the odd swear word, including that swear word. And today's episode is that word kind of day. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. With me this evening is Liam. Hey, guys. Yeah, good, good. I feel privileged to be on with you, Matt, I'll be honest. Good. Well, I'm, I'm privileged to be on as well. Not uh, not usually my thing, but um, we've got a special guest with us this evening. Somebody that we've uh, has been mentioned, or the club have certainly been mentioned recently on the podcast. And so we thought we'd get them on to give a bit of a chat with them. So welcome this evening to Jack from Toe Valley. Evening, gents. How are we all doing this evening? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, very well, thank you, mate. Very well, thank you. Yes, thank you. So, as is customary with these kind of things, when we get the teams on to, to talk about them, one of the first questions is is quite simply about how the club came to be. Um, formed in 2018. Take That's it away. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so obviously yeah, we're a, quite a new club um, to the league compared to some of the other, the other teams that I know are, are well-established. So, we... Um, Entered back in 2018. Um, it was just a, a group of group of guys coming together looking to um, play some football. Um, we had obviously the we were been playing sort of five aside six side leagues that were sort of quite costly and not always as competitive as, as some people want. So um, myself and a few other guys had came together and said if we, we put some money together at the start of the season. Um, we get a sponsor on board. We might be able to to set ourselves up in a proper eleven-a-side uh, a league, and and we took it from there back in 2018. Lovely. And you play at Stoke Brewer. We do, yes, yeah. So um, we've got our our pitch all the way out there. It's a little bit of a trek for some teams, I know. Uh, it's uh, quite how, a small village, obviously. Yeah. How how did that? Because I, I know obviously a lot of teams who who form, and obviously teams that still exist in our league, are always looking for private pitches. How did uh, how did that come about? Um, so obviously we have, we we decided to, to set up a team first. Obviously, sort sort of where we were going to play. Um, we just got in touch with all of our local parish councils. Um, I think there's quite a few pitches in our area, based obviously in South North Hants near near Toaster. Where really many bigger pitches there's a lot of junior pitches but we we got in touch with Stoke Bruin just at the right time um there was a rugby club that had that pitch as a, a training facility that were moving somewhere else so it just became free um right at the time we formed so a little bit of good fortune there oh brilliant I, just just quickly on that yeah it's a bit of a trek I get that but you guys have also got a bit of a, a an agreement with the navigation pub um when we played you guys in the cup early on in the season I think seven or eight of us went back for a carvery uh, well yes, not a carvery yeah. but a roast dinner and it was it was absolutely brilliant so we didn't mind it as much you know we made a day of it but uh, but you know and but people will moan that oh it's a bit too far well if you have a drink after and socialize it's actually not <laughs> Yeah, there's obviously yeah. two pubs right on the canal. Um, it's a nice little rip out if you want to make a day of it. Um, yeah, we're, we're always down to the pubs after the games, having having some some beers, and we're always welcoming opposition there as well. So feel free to join us after any game if you come and visit us. 
Lovely. Now I know um yeah. spoken to you about this in the past in the past when I've, I've seen you, but what's the relationship like with the with the parish council and, and, and how how uh, encouraging are, are they of you to develop the ground? Uh, so the parish council are really helpful. Um we've been to a lot of the parish council meetings recently um, and we've got a good good relationship with them in terms of um, we obviously want to improve the facilities as far as it, we can we can with the budget we've got and um, the space we've got and they're obviously very receptive to, to sort of our input so um, we've been making the most of doing some groundworks trying to get the pitches as good as possible and um, when we first took over, there was, with it being a rugby a rugby training pitch, there was not a lot of grass. Um, there was some big uh, big divots in the in the pitch that needed uh, quite a bit of renovating. And weirdly enough, the goalposts weren't aligned either, which was a, a bit of a problem for our first season. <laughs> and, and in the centre circle, and you can only see one of the posts and one of the goals. Good. And have you, have you got anything lined up in terms of the development? Has anything been agreed or in, in the in the pipeline? Um, so we're looking to uh, our priority is obviously to the playing surface. Um, we've we've let a couple of juniors teams nearby that didn't have a ground to use it as well. Um, so this is our first full season with our development team as well. So Jack, am I right in thinking that you guys have had a pitch improvement plan? Um, and grant from the Football Foundation. Is that right? Yes, that's right. So um, there were, I think we, we looked into the Football Foundation when um, COVID was, was happening. There was a couple of grants that were available um, to recover pitches around them, some smaller grants. Uh, and then off the back of that, we've, we've s- sort of been looking at the pitch power assessments and in discussion with the, the NFA about how we, um, we can try and, get one of the larger grants so um yeah we've had, been on the football foundation system and used the, the sort of um app that they've got where you just take some pictures and get a review of the pitch and i think we've been eligible for uh, one of the one of the improvement grants so we're just in discussion with the parish council at the moment about that actually just getting that that signed off in terms of the the agreement in terms of the the, the licensing of the pitch that that we needed for it Brilliant. And, and as I understand that, any team that has an agreement in place for the use of a pitch over a period of time can apply for that grant. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I think that it's a little bit confusing when you go on there because there's three sort of ways that you can have an agreement. Uh, obviously, there's the, the more formal ones like a, a, a legal leasehold on it. But yeah, we've just got a rolling one year um, license with the uh, with the parish council. And as long as we have some a grass pitch uh, maintenance agreement signed, which pretty much just gives the football club the right to do anything into the, the turf itself, but obviously nothing more yeah. um, in terms of improvements. Then when that's all in place, we're, we're able to get the, the funding, um, yeah. which is great. Yeah. And I should say it, it, it's actually a relatively easy grant to get if um, there's not, there's not a huge number of loopholes you have to jump through. So if teams are out there that are interested in it, get on the Football Foundation website and have a look because it's a really uh, accessible grant and um, one that would make a difference to a lot of Yeah, absolutely. It's the, um, we, did, we did sort of have a couple of emails with the Northamptonshire FA and they said that obviously it's a, it's a priority for the FA at the moment is getting the, uh, the grass surfaces of, of grassroots pitches as, as good as they possibly can be. So in terms of where they're going to be putting their funding over the next few years, that's, that's what they're going to be 
focusing on and yeah, yeah like you say really easy to to do and uh, apart from signposting you in the, in the direction of the grant have, have the nfa helped in any way in terms of getting that application processed so in terms of the application that's all just done on the football foundation website so that was that was really simple and um, straightforward to do um we just had a couple of queries in terms of the like i say the grass pitch maintenance agreement getting the the uh, license in place that we we had a had a couple of conversations with Stuart from the NFA about. Okay, good. And um, just quickly on on your pitch, I don't know if you've been there, Matt, and watched the game there. But yeah. we played there back in uh, I think it was February or January. Um, and we, you we parked in the church, and uh, as you get as you come out, you, there's a box, an honesty box, I think it's called, Jack. Um, and you put two pound in if you've parked there. Uh, are teams doing that? Uh, do you guys have to do that as part of kind of the agreement with the parish council towards the church, or do people just leave it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think obviously, um, as it's an honesty box, I'm sure there's plenty of people that don't uh, don't always put the donations in there. But yeah, as a club for for each um, for each home game we have, we we set a certain amount and we we put a lump sum into to the parish council at the, at the start of each season based on the number of home games we're expecting to have. Brilliant, mate. Because yeah, because like I say, we 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 did we did a couple of my players refused, but you know, together I think we put twenty quid in there, and we just that's like, brilliant. Yeah. End of the day, it's the church are letting you use the car park. It was raining, so a couple of the cars got stuck, but it was just good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one part problem with that car park. Yeah. yeah. Am, I, am I also right, uh, Jackie? Thinking that you guys do as part of the arrangement, do some volunteer work for the parish council. Um. Well, yeah, we just um. We try and get as involved as we can do. It's not not a, a formal agreement as such. We just, whenever we uh, see that there's any volunteering going on, we, we try and get involved and help out. Um, so we obviously speak a lot with the, the council and the church uh, who do a lot of clearance work with the with the grounds that they've got that we, we're happy to help out with on weekends. There's a, a litter pick happening this, this Sunday at the same time as our development team's game. So... After that, they're going to join in with the litter pick around the village. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, we just and try I, and get involved and help out where we can. And I suppose the, the big benefit to you as a club is the goodwill that, that generates then gives you that goodwill reciprocated in terms of developing the ground. Yeah, we, we try and show that we're, we're interested in being a sort of part of the local community. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, that obviously uh, helps us in terms of securing the, the, the licensing for further years because, like I say, it's on a one-year basis, but... Yeah, we've got we've established a good relationship now, and it's brilliant. Uh, brilliant. Is that good. is that generating any fans for the club? You know, um, you know, I, I didn't expect many people to be watching the game when it was us because it was raining, it was chucking it down. But you know, are, are you getting locals now that um, are realizing that you guys are going to have a game most Sundays because there's two sides, and are they coming down and getting involved and watching you guys because they're seeing what you're doing around the community? Or yeah, we do get a couple of people come along. It's it's obviously quite a small village in itself, so. Um, it's, there's not a loads, uh, big fan base in terms of local fans, um, but we haven't got anybody at the club who actually sort of lives in Stoke Bruin or has sort of a, a, a close tie to it in terms of they've lived there for a long period of time. Um, so we, that was our sort of way to sort of try and meet mm. some people, get some connections, and yeah, for, through speaking to people, they they do ask us how we're doing, how we're getting along, um, if there's any big games coming up, and uh, obviously we had a big game at the end of season last year uh, that was a home game where we got quite we managed to get quite a few people down just by spreading the word that there was going to be a, a big game happening so yeah we do get that local engagement which is really good to see brilliant 
Excellent. Now, one of the things that um, you guys have done in a very short space of time is um, really developed your online presence. Um, it's one of the things that a lot of teams talk to me about, you know, how do, how do Tove do it? Um, so quite simply, how do you do it? <laughs> That's a top secret there. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm afraid, Matt. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> it's, uh... I love it, by the way. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I'm not, I can't really remember how it started. I think we've. I think when we very first set the the club up, we just started the the standard um, Facebook and and Twitter and all all of the social media pages. Um, we didn't. We weren't particularly good at posting regularly on it in our first sort of season and a half. Uh, and then we we just sort of made the decision one day that um, because obviously we're based in in Stoke Brewer and a lot of people are from different villages, from different towns and people weren't able to come over to the games. We thought, well, what we'll do is we'll update people's friends and family with how the games are going on because we were getting people ask, oh, how did the game go today? So we thought, well, well, we'll start by posting the results and then we'll start by trying to do some live updates if we can. And it just sort of snowballed from there really in terms of what we were putting out there. And now we've got obviously a few volunteers that uh, get our regular content out. So we've just got to, strategy we pick at the start of the year and what what posts we're going to get out and we try and get them out consistently and and now you've developed it further and you're filming your games yes yeah so um we've obviously got our, our vo camera which um we 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 got midway through last season uh it's got the obviously added benefits of us being able to get highlights out and show people the uh the footage and the goals and the things that people want to see but it's also a really valuable tool for us in terms of our, our coaching which is how we, we sort of went at arguing get purchasing it in the first place it's a it's a really valuable tool for people to watch their watch their games back watch the footage back and helps the coaches out in terms of uh identifying anything that they might have missed or also making the point to players of exactly what we want to work on so yeah, it's a really good bit of kit and like you say, it's uh, helped us to get some good social media presence as well through that, through the videos. Just on VO, okay. Um, I, I was, uh, we had VO at Sands United when I was playing um, and uh, I took a penalty. I'm not sure why I took a penalty this game and I missed. It, it must have went um, over the bar by about 10 <laughs> metres and the ball went flying. Now, Mark Wardell was the ref that day. And the VO camera is supposed to follow the ball. Mark Wardell, if you've never had him, Jack, he's, he's, a, he's a small, bold man. And the camera started following him. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so they actually didn't get the penalty miss. And miss you got your penalty. So you got no record of that. Then. So if any um, bold refs have been put on Toe Valley's game, try and change them, Paul Speakman, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get a hat for him just in case. That's it. <laughs> now, as... Obviously, the the, the VO thing is a really good thing, and a few clubs of the league are doing it, but it's not cheap. Uh, no, no. But what I do notice, and I'm sure everybody notices, is you guys do seem to be the masters at getting sponsorships in. Yes. Yeah, so we've yeah we've we've got our um our player sponsors, which is what what we've found is the most successful way to get sponsorships in. So we we thought of the idea actually over COVID in terms of. Uh, we can't. We thought we couldn't really be in the middle of a pandemic, going to businesses and saying, "Oh, can we have hundreds of thousands of pounds to fund our new kits, the X Y Z?" But 
um, what we found was there was obviously a lot of local businesses who were interested in, in getting involved. And if we just ask for a very small donation, we can then for no expense of our own in terms of we're not having to buy anything apart from our time, we can repay them in terms of their, their input through plugging them on social media, assigning them to a player and supporting them with their online marketing as well. So that's been a really, uh, really good, good way of getting more local businesses on board. And so, mate, it's something I'm, I'm doing next year. I, I'm, yeah, I'm doing yeah. 100%. And did, do you mind me asking, did you assign the players? You just said that you assigned the players. Did did you give the business a choice? Did you show them stats or from the season before? Or or did you guys just go, look, this is your guy. He's number eight. He's our captain. That's who you've got this season. Or was it just kind of, is there anyone you'd like? Yeah, so we there was as a bit of a mix. So um, quite a few players managed to sort their own in terms of, we said, if you know anybody who you think might be interested in that is a small business um, and people have mates, people have their favorite restaurant, people have their favorite hairdressers. We said, what, why don't you go ask them, see if they might get involved. We, we gave them a little bit of a, a bit of a speech in terms of if, if they're asked more about the club, here, here's what you can say. Here's what we'll definitely commit to in terms of online marketing. And if they ask any more questions, point them in our direction. So quite a few came in um, through that. And then, we for the rest of them we did sort of uh, look at the number of mentions we had in the previous season on social media and said well this person had this many goals this many exists this is somebody you're probably going to want and hasn't actually got a sponsor yet so any any other businesses that came out asking we we pointed them in that direction that way I, I imagine I imagine whoever's sponsoring Michael Watson with his 42 goals this season is delighted no oh, yeah we, we, we're going to have to maybe auction that off next year because yeah. uh, he's definitely got his money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! I, th- I think it's fantastic, and and as I say, I'm, I'm ho- hopefully you know, teams that listen to this pick up on on different ideas of ways to get in sponsorship in. It's not, you know, the, the, the more creative you are, there, there is money out there. There are people out there prepared. Uh, uh, creative dominoes. Uh, it's, it's not, but guys, I, I, apologies because that's me, but that just proves how lazy I am because I work from home now. My doorbell's in my room and I just don't move it because I'm always up here. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Sorry. Right, okay. So look, what I did want to talk about, what I did want to move on to now is, is very much about Toad Valley. And, and I, I apologies, I appreciate you've got two teams. But we do want to focus on the first team because they are having, quite simply, an unbelievable season. Um, currently... Top of League One, 12 wins and a draw from the 13 games. So, League Leader Shield is in the yep. bag. Number one seeds for the playoffs. Um, you're in the County Cup final, uh, what's that, a week on Sunday um, against Grendon. You've also got... Yes, Grendon. yeah, not long now. On Wednesday, Wednesday night in the MDH Teamwear semi-final being played at Cup No. Yeah, so um, twice in uh, twice in a week. Yeah. yeah. If you if you win, if you, if you don't lose on Sunday against Beer Gorilla, you'll be through to the knockout stages of the Millennium Trophy as well. This could be an absolutely outrageous season for Toe Valley. Yes, yeah, definitely been. It's been going well, hasn't it? Um, we've really sort of uh, kicked on and since last season in terms of we've added uh, we've had all the cups reintroduced this year in terms of full, full cup season with uh, without the COVID interruptions and um, we've we've really enjoyed our our opportunity and all of those as well. And I think it's worth pointing out that obviously you formed in 2018-19. So this is only your fourth yep. season 
in yes, that first, yeah. in that first season, you were the bottom <laughs> in the league. We were, we were, yeah. So, you know, so within, uh, we've come a long way. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. I mean, how how have you achieved that? I mean, how how has the club from a playing side grown? Um, so obviously, it's very different to how it was in the first season. We we had our first season, which was obviously getting uh, right in at the deep end in terms of entering the competition uh, with players who I, I think barely any of them had even played with at least one of their teammates. Quite a few of them hadn't played 11-a-side football since juniors level or in, for many years. So um, that was a, certainly a testing season in terms of getting, adapting to the Sunday League, adapting to playing together and uh, trying to set up the club at the same time. But yeah, after that first season, we we had a, a sit down as the club and we said, right, what direction do we want to go in? We're, we're a little bit sort of unorganised in terms of we're we're not training properly, we're not quite running things how we should be. What what do we want to do? Um, and we took it from there. Really, we we set out a plan in terms of just just simply to to make ourselves more competitive, um, trying to put an emphasis on on training. Um, rewarding dedication and commitment to training and we just wanted to be the best players that we could possibly be obviously we've had some several players come in um, players have come and gone over the last couple of years but it all sort of started in that in that second season um, I think we actually sort of went on a bit of an unbeaten run right before the Covid uh, outbreak as well so I think we really sort of all, all came together and all started pulling in the right direction and got everybody buying into this idea that we can challenge for, I think at the time it was D- Division 4 and that was the aim then. We said, like, let's try and challenge for this title in the next couple of years and it's uh, it's certainly gone a bit quicker than we, we uh, with anticipated in terms of the rise we've had. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, you are currently two seasons, yeah, as things stand, two seasons unbeaten in the league. Yes, yeah. Um pushed all the way last year I think that's obviously set us up for this year we yeah. we had Swan who were ahead of us for most of the year last year pushing us all the way um, and then obviously went down to the final game so we, we couldn't actually afford to drop any points last year and then we've re- managed to build a real winning mentality a de- sort of determination that we don't lose games from that just naturally and that's obviously paid off massively this year in terms of where there's been games that could have gone either way we've managed to dig in and, and grind out a result in most cases do you mind me asking you know you've just lost one nil to barn okay you know yeah. one these guys for me right now are the favorites to go on and, and win the win the nen cup you know um so what's been the toughest game was it this game against barn was it that two-all draw against Croydon Park Rangers they're great <laughs> <laughs> So what was I the toughest game, Jack? The toughest game, obviously, I think um, in terms of the, obviously the, the weekend, this game just gone, the standards barn game, we knew we were in for a, a, a tough ride there and we we had to set up a little bit differently to how we do as as a lot of teams will. If they're in a cup game that's against the team, a couple of divisions above, we went more defensive. But um, there's been there's been quite a few tough games, I think, obviously. There's been the cup games against the, like yourself, uh, Liam McCroyland, and we played... Um, rushed in from a different division as well. They've, they've, there's been some tough games that we've had in, in the Cups um, and they all seem to fall 
like that game where we've played yourselves where it's uh, 100 mile an hour winds at the top of the hill yeah. Stoke Bruin in the, in the rain. It's uh, There wasn't much football, game. was there, mate? No, it was um, the goalkeeper was taking goal kicks to himself and then it was half time and it was then the other way around. Yeah, and two of the goals were free kick own goals for both of us, weren't they, I think? So. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. So, so, Jack, looking ahead, you've got a big, well, a huge 10 days coming up. Yes, on. yeah. Big, uh, days. big games um, coming up. It, it, under in, it, in, under normal circumstances, you'd probably I'd probably want to talk to you about both games separately, but one's a semi-final, one's a final, and you're playing the same team. Yes, so it's going to be a bit of a, a bit unusual to, to play the same team so close in succession, especially when we've this season been used to playing teams only once. So, um it's we're we're looking forward to the games. Obviously, it's um, it's going to be a really exciting occasion, and um, we know Grandin are doing well in our league as well. But we actually haven't played them, so I think if yeah, we actually I suppose we, yeah, we we haven't got any idea about what their style of play is, who they are, and um, yeah, obviously, I think there's the the league scheduling might change. But I think we're playing them three times in a couple of weeks on yeah. the on the full time system at the moment. Yeah, which is crazy. But it, I mean, it, it it's it's good in the sense that you're going to have a two-week period that could define the season. Well, will define the season to a large extent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got, obviously, this Sunday's game coming up is an effective knockout game, really. We yeah. just we want to make sure that we don't lose that. Um, it's going to be a tough test. So, we've got sort of... I know they're not all cup finals, but we've got to take the approach that there's yeah, that all three of them are important games and we've really got to take it one game at a time. Yeah. Now, Grendon, on their social media, are quite bullish about this these upcoming semi this upcoming semi final and final. Okay, are they? I've not really um been trying to avoid looking at uh, <laughs> looking at their pages. I'll tell you what, Jack, if you look at uh, Grendon's social media, okay, I'll, I'm just going to explain it for you month to month. At this very minute in time, it's January dancing, it's February singing, it's March we're in a final. Honestly, it's we're this, we're that, we're this. Come June, July time, you'll just get a video of little Colin on his tractor claiming they've got the best pitch in the league but have called more games off than the race course ever have in one season. Um, you know, and it's just one of those things, I'll be honest. And I'm, 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 I'm rooting for you. I really am. I am rooting for you these couple of weeks. But yeah, Matt's right. It is a bit bullish and it is. Maybe that's why I'm rooting for you guys because all you guys want to do is you want to entertain, you want to let people know where it is and you want to win games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're not we're not going to be um, saying anything about Grandin before the games. We don't really know what what they're about. It's a bit of an unknown. Um, so <laughs> I'll take a look at their pages and see what's been going on. So what we want to know is, are you going to be taking a big crowd over to this semi final final? Yeah, well, that's the plan. Of hopefully, we we get as many people as we can. Um, obviously, yeah, it's a, it's the first cup final um, for us as a club, which means it's the first cup final. A lot of players have reached before and um, well, have have done in a long time. Um, so, special occasion for all the lads. So, we'll, we'll try and take all the sort of friends and family that we can. Um, and, yeah, we're putting it out on social media as well, see if we get any uh, any local supporters uh, who want to join us on, on Sunday the 10th as well. Suited and booted or track suits? Um, we're going. We're getting ourselves some some nice new uh, warm-up tops for the game. Um, not quite going to go full suit this one. 
Oh, Grendon have done the same. They've got lovely new jumpers. I've seen a picture of every single one of them individually. <laughs> Very nice. Um, so that, they will tell you they did it first, Jack. They will wear that. Oh, copying them. <laughs> well, well I'm, I'm looking forward to both games. I'm, I'll be there on Wednesday for the semi-final. And then obviously your final is, fortunately, although it's on a Sunday, it's two o'clock kickoff. It is, yeah. So um, yeah. That's, that's quite good in terms of anybody else who's... Yeah, playing in any other games that morning can uh, can hopefully make their way across and, and catch the game as well. Yeah. So the semi final is Wednesday night at Cookno. That's right. Yeah. Seven forty five kickoff. Seven forty five. Um, and then obviously we've got the final on Sunday, which is at that's the that's not this Sunday. It's the tenth of April, and that is two o'clock at Wellingborough Whitworths. That's right. Yeah. Jack, do you think you've got a disadvantage in a way that these Grendon boys, are, they're well in the lads okay, that you know they've got a game in Cookno which is a 10 minute drive and they've got a game at Wellingborough Whitworth which is in Wellingborough, do you think you're going into this as the away team? Um, well it depends how many people we bring with us I guess so we'll, we'll have to make sure we bring as many as we can if they're all uh, if they're all local to the pitch um, If they bring we'll, the we'll, it's not going to be a problem is it? What's that? They bring their ultras, it's not going to be a problem. Well, that's it. They, I've heard of these Stoke Bruins. They'll all turn up in their canal boats on the embankment. They'll <laughs> yeah, walk over. They'll be setting off earlier <laughs> this week and they'll make it there by Wednesday. <laughs> uh, look, listen, it's been fantastic talking to you. Uh, no, thank you for having me on, yeah. I, you know, I think um, you know, from a league perspective, you know, you're a fantastically well-run club. Um, really grateful you know, to have you in the league. Um, I hope um, that some people who listen to this night can pick up on some things that you do um, because we know it's not easy uh, running a club and we know it takes a lot of time and effort, but there are ways in which you can do things to help yourself that are quite simple, um, that don't take up much time. And you've shown that um, and um, that's fantastic. So all credit to you um, and you're having a fantastic season. I hope um, I hope you, you get out of it everything that you want to. Um, and um, yeah, good luck. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'd just like to say one last thing, Jack. Um, where's the pre-season tour this year? Where are you guys going? Malta was this year, right? Where are you yes, going? Yes, yeah. Um, we're we're having a, a look at some some options at the moment. We think it might be a UK-based one this year, just to to mix it up a little bit, nice. and keep it on home soil. Um, yeah, well, that's in the works. We'll we'll see where we see where we can work out a, a good place to go. No worries, Grendon. They're coming for you. They're unbeaten. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks so much for your time, Jack. Really appreciate it. Liam, anything you want to add? No, just honestly, you know, uh, as a bunch of lads as well that had gone unbeaten, um, you know, there's a lot of cockiness that can come with that. There's a lot of ego that can come with that. And you, you boys didn't show that once again to our lads. And um, it was a pleasure to play you guys. Very inviting. Also, like you say, asking us back to the pub. A great bunch of lads, and I honestly wish you all the best. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, we'll, we'll try sort something soon in the pre-season friendly as well. Exactly, buddy. Top stuff. Cheers, Jack. Take care. Thank you both. Have a good evening. Cheers, mate. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye. 